0: what's up you stone zone boners you can now support this show on patreon go over to patreon.com slash tv's kevin Lanigan, and you can sign up for a monthly donation to keep this show going the puff and publishing podcast that's where i live doom to you i had a cameo in that total party chaos which i have nothing to do with head on over to patreon.com slash tv's kevin Lanigan. do it my name is tv's kevin Lanigan and I am the most determined man alive. When I was a child, I only had one dream. To get Emma Stone to listen to this. To the outside world, I'm just an ordinary guy. But by night, I am on an endless quest to get Emma Stone to listen to this. With the help of my friends, I will try anything and everything to get there. This is The Stone Zone. From Easy A to Zombieland Z, this is Can We Get Emma Stone to Listen to This, the podcast that aims to answer exactly that. I'll stop you right there. No, it's not a sex thing. It's a challenge thing. Did, uh, Jacques Cousteau quest after the depths of the very earth on which we dwell because he wanted... To put his dick in one of them steam vent things? No, he did it for the love of the game. I am TV's Kevin Lanigan. Update on the Emma Stone front. Nothing. Once again, I must report back to you. Empty-handed. There's nothing in my hands. Might as well cut them off for how little there is in them. Cut off my hand to spite my Emma Stone. Brings up to me that phrase. To cut off one's nose despite one's face, which indeed, I have tried. I was so mad at my face, the way it would contort, the way it would express my innermost feelings, even when it was grossly inappropriate, and I really wish it would not. And so indeed, I cleaved my nose from my face, like the bucular Tyrion Lannister, but not the televised one, because that would be expensive. So I walk around, a man with no nose, at you, did you hear me sneeze? I had to say "Ah, chew for my nose can no longer produce the sneeze needed to convey that it is summertime. Ah yes, summertime, the livin's easy. Drop us in a manji f- got people in the day and bit. can anybody understand what mister Sublime is saying at that part of the song? I cannot certainly. And if I cannot, who may dream? Was it me that brought up Game of Thrones earlier? I believe it was. The the internet is a flurry. This will give the audience an idea of um, the point at which I recorded this episode. But this week, the news indeed dropped that the creators of Game of Thrones, their their next project for HBO, would be a show that posits what the world would look like if the South had won the Civil War. Mm. And I, for one, cannot wait for David Benioff and D.B. Weiss to give me their nuanced, intricate take on what that world would look like. Cannot wait for those two white fellas who gave us the end of that season of Game of Thrones that was Khaleesi being raised up by all those black people who worshipped at her feet and called her mother. Cannot wait to, to get the, the nuanced, delicate take that can only be brought on by two people responsible for writing no less than four rape scenes that they didn't even know were rape scenes. Can't wait to hear the nuance, the, the, the subtle intricacies they're gonna bring to a world that has slaves Ooh, I can't wait for them to try and talk about how running a plantation is really hard. Oh, I can't wait! Can't wait for all those sexy plantation owners just, just sweating and cut. Can't wait for all the tumbler gifts of those sexy True Blood style plantation owners. Ooh, yeah, I hope they get some of the Game of Thrones cast to do it. Oh, yeah, give me Nikolaj Castor Waldau as just a sexy slave owner. Can't wait? Who can't wait? Me! Oh, I can't wait for the romance between a plantation owner and his slave. The love that cannot be. Cannot wait to see the delicate dance of these two puppets. As only a master could weave. Two masters, even. The masters of our Game of Thrones. Not the masters of sex. That's a different show. Though there is a lot of sex on Game of Thrones, I've noticed. Don't know if anybody else has made... That keen observation about Game of Thrones. There is a lot of boinking. Those they they get their beepums out. All the, you don't see the beepums, but there's a lot of implied beepums. And 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 the I mean every other scene. There's some some jumblies, and it's not embarrassing at all. Like when you're when you're watching Game of Thrones, you never just. Feel embarrassed for the people that made the show and said, "Yeah, you you came up with that one. That's your um, it's your big move. You got a bunch of ladies in a prison cell across from a dude, and one of them just starts. I mean, really, just fucking a prison bar in front of him, getting her juju's out and just, I mean, rubbing her hoo ha." On the, on the prison bar? Can't wait for the people that brought us that scene to give us a nuanced take on slavery. Can't wait to see how many slave boobs we get to see. Oh, boy! Next week, I'll tell you what I think about The Walking Dead. Now on to letters. Alright, right, today's letter from a real-life human being, Nathan, last name withheld, um, says, Please read in an uppity English accent. I... Okay. Dear TV's Kevin Lanigan, I couldn't help but listen to your podcast the other day, as I myself have often wondered what it would take to get Emma Stone to listen to a podcast. I can't congratulate you enough on possessing the courage to set out upon this adventure. I wish you the best of luck, first and foremost, And I also have a few suggestions on how we might get Emma Stone to listen to this. The first, remember in elementary school, when kids would all get a book filled with telephone numbers of their classmates? Mm, Yes. Well, perhaps if you could acquire this book from one of Emma Stone's elementary school classmates, you could chance that she still has this phone number. Mm. Well, Nathan, last name withheld, that is intriguing. I... I... I dare say... I don't know how you're going to top yourself here, but I will read on. Bob's... Bob's my uncle. Jolly... Jolly, my Roger, Jim Jam and all that. I can't... I don't know where you're going up from here, darling. I mean, are you going to bits the bobs on your way up to the Jimmy Wicket? Well, I'll be gravedigger's biscuits. My second idea, writes Nathan, find out where Emma Stone went to high school and her graduating class... And find out when the next reunion is. Sneak into the reunion and meet her yourself. Then you could tell her, Hey, Emma Stone, have you heard this podcast? No? Well, it's some jolly good stuff. He says really good stuff. I added the jolly. And lastly, in the first episode of your podcast, you claimed that famous people don't know non-famous people. I believe this to be false. Emma Stone knows her parents! It's written in all capitals. They're not famous. All you need to do to get into contact with the parents, become a family friend, and eventually you'll have to meet her. Right? No question mark. Just an esque Right! That's all for now. But... My phone closed up. But if I have any more groundbreaking ideas, then I'll be sure to let you know. Hashtag Trump is. Best wishes. And happy hunting, sincerely. Definitely not Nathan, last name withheld. Well, Nathan. Well, Nathan, thank you so much for that letter. That that letter, just gonna blanketly say that that letter has had more good quality ideas in it than the first preceding eight episodes of this podcast. (laughs) I think you in one email came up with some better, more logical, fact-based approaches to how we might get Emma Stone to listen to this than any of my compatriots. I brought on some of my most trusted friends and allies, and you outdid them. toot sweet. Uh, uh, Well, Bob's your uncle, Nathan. There's some good tidbits in there. Okay, let's mull this over sort of one bit at a time. Um, yes, you used to get those books with all of your classmates' phone numbers. <sighs> See, I don't, I do remember getting those books. I don't, I don't think I, I held on to them. And certainly the ones that I would have gotten in like 1997 are, are mostly defunct landlines at this point. And even if I wanted to get in touch with those people, those books are probably thrown out long ago. And even in this age of interconnected social media, it can be hard and some people don't have a... Facebook or an online contact listed. Some people have changed, or you remember their first name but not their last name, and there is no preserved book to re invigorate that memory because your parents throughout your books and throughout all of your old belongings because yeah you have to condense space even though yeah there's a lot of memory lane projects you could have remembered and the the original sparks that became what you are now and 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 you could have seen that you could have charted the journey that you had along the way and what happens if somebody needs to make like a retrospective documentary of me and there's like no documents and no pictures and no trophies because they were all summarily tossed out in 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 a really perfunctory manner and 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 there is no retrieving those old report cards the notes that teachers wrote maybe somebody said that i have a bright future maybe somebody said that that i was destined for greatness but i will never have that affirmation from my early grade school teachers because they're just gone idea number two sneak into emma stone's high school reunion Um, I am going to just sort of put that one off to the side. I'm not ruling it out, um, and I would love to do it as a segment on this podcast. However, I don't really plan on going to my own high school reunion at any point, so going to Emma Stone's, well, that actually sounds like a lot more fun. Like, I would much rather don a persona, show up to the high school reunion, knowing that there would be at least someone who did not make an appearance even though they RSVP'd yes and hey when it says respond see play that doesn't mean don't think about it and just respond you clod it means actually think about it if you're going to show up and then show up but that could be actually advantageous for me if say uh, a, a Carl or a, or a Timothy doesn't show up and then I am Timothy I am become the Timothy destroyer of Emma Stone having not listened to this podcast I could glad hand with all of Emma Stone's friends, and I could, I could reinvent myself as I, as I go around from person to person. I am Timothy, and, and certainly they don't remember Timothy, or they're like, well, there was one Timothy, but this must be a different Timothy, and I, and I, and I walk around, and I invent this persona, and I, I, can, I can tell them that I work wherever. I don't have to tell them that I work at a 7-Eleven and that I'm desperately seeking other employment. I could, I could tell them that I'm a big shot in New York, and, and, and I, 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 could, I could tell them that I work for the New York Times, or for Vox Media or any of the, the big conglomerates that are out here, CNN. I could I could tell them that I work for the Times that Times Square is named after. I could be all these things, these jobs that I don't have the prerequisites for. I mean, Emma Stone's high school graduating class isn't going to be any the wiser if I just feed them some sort of lie. And who's it hurting? No one. And it's certainly not hurting them. And it's definitely not hurting me to be able to just live this outside life for another minute. I mean, you know, I live the life of an actor to to become another person is is a joy that I get to experience from time to time and it really helps me escape my life and my own problems and 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 the I I'm holding in my hand a piece of student loan letter and I need to get that sorted out with the student debt relief program and and I and I I'm desperately searching for other minimum wage jobs and and I'm just getting no luck even though I am way more qualified for... The minimum wage jobs that I am applying for that I am getting in return from those minimum wage jobs. I, what is so wrong with me that Planet Fitness won't just process my paperwork? They've been trying to process my paperwork for a month. Am I an immigrant and I didn't know it? And I i don't have to worry about that as Timothy. Timothy can just slip into Emma Stone's high school reunion, the graduating class of 1990-whatever, uh, the graduating class of mid-2000s-whatever, and I could become that which I've always dreamed to be. I could become someone close to Emma and in, in, in share with these people. I don't... It doesn't even matter if Emma listens to it or if she's even attending that reunion. I could share that with these these people, my new friends, Timothy's new friends. Kevin can't get justice. Kevin can't catch a break, but Timothy can. Timothy has the biggest show on iTunes. Timothy is a producer for This American Life. Timothy doesn't have to lie on Tinder telling people what he does. Timothy... Doesn't cry himself to sleep. Timothy doesn't confine himself to his apartment at every waking minute where he is not needed by the outside world for fear of what will greet him because he can't afford to refill his Metro card. That's not Timothy. And yeah, I think talking to her parents is a good idea too. Good job, Nathan. Mr. Movies, thank you for seeing me today.
1: It's uh it's wonderful to have you here, uh Mr. Sister. Uh Lanigan, TV's TV's, Lanigan, TVs Kevin Lanigan, Lanigan. Of course, it was right on the tip of my tongue. I knew your last name.
0: That's good. I mean, you you know you are a you're a professional in the film industry. You have you have notched out this this little time uh, in your in your presumably very very busy day for me. I've seen *Hail Caesar*. I know what running a movie studio is like. I I just really appreciate you you giving me this opportunity to come to you today.
1: Absolutely. I I remember all sorts of uh, young kids uh, just like you uh, coming to see me for their start. And I remember Dory. Uh, I'll. A very brief anecdote I'll I'll share with there's this one time a young man like you came up to me and he said uh, sir I know it seems crazy but uh I've got a a crazy little idea about a a space movie about a a boy and he learns who his father is and his father is an ultimate evil and he's got to use the forces of the galaxy to kind of come together with his merry band of friends and and get together and fight evil and hopefully win uh, evil over for good. And that man was the director of Abraxas with Jesse the Body Ventura. But I yeah, thought he's... you were
0: thinking of uh, Space Truckers, but no, Abraxas. No, no. That's I think that's definitely the movie everybody was thinking of. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you remember, but you and I actually have a little bit of history together. You and I have worked together on the Puffin Publishing Podcast. Um, I've sat in on a few of your meetings and uh, recorded them. Uh, your meetings with Jane Austen um, and Jane Austen. That's the, the the book thing you guys do, right? I know this. Yeah, You don't have to tell me. I, I, know, I know what it is. I, I wanted to see you today because I'm working on a project. So I thought we have a new Emma Stone movie coming out, which is a sort of an, an annual event that we can all look forward to. We all gather around the Yule Log and we watch the new Emma Stone film. And um, I was thinking that since Battle of the Sexes,
1: it's a hot toddy. You get you guys ready for some exclusives? We're looking at a Battle of the Sexes universe.
0: All right, so we're we're sort of expanding the. Uh, we're
1: we're seeing we see just how well Battle of the Sexes is doing, and we're going to expand. Uh, We've already started pre-production on a sequel called Race Wars.
0: Mm. Okay, so we've taken the concept of genders fighting, and now we're we're moving on to to the different races that make up our great big beautiful globe, and we're going to pit them against each other?
1: We got to be bigger and better than the first one. What's bigger than a battle? A war. Uh, what's a bigger gap than uh, sexes? Race. Because there's so many different uh, types of it. I believe there's only two genders. But there's so many different types of races, you know, and we're just going to, we're going to Put them all together in a big Hunger Games type movie.
0: Sure, um, I, I think you sort of missed out on the opportunity of calling it Civil War.
1: Well, Civil War was—I mean, it was—it took place here in America. Race war is going to be all over the continent.
0: Oh, this is going to be international. And again, are they are they fighting with tennis? Uh, how does how does it tie into um, the larger tennis verse that we are building?
1: It depends on uh, the race. All the white people are going to fight with tennis rackets because that's kind of they've got the. The market kind of cornered on
0: that. And um, if dare I ask, what are the um, <clears throat> what are the black people going to fight with? They're, do I even
1: have to answer that? They're going to fight with golf clubs because everyone loves Tiger. Mm.
0: Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. He had uh, he had his own Gatorade for a little while. Absolutely. Before the sins. And again, I oof, hate to ask. Um, what are the um, the the folks of the Asian persuasion going to? Going to war with
1: Uh, competitive hot dogs, Kobayashi um, is is swooping Mm. at the uh, the Nathan's hot dogs eating contest. So
0: got you. So this they're they're really everyone's fighting with a sort of different set of tactics
1: here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Those are all like on a physical front.
0: So I let me and I know you you probably have this huge plan um, for your for your tennis verse. Why don't you and I sort of build that out a little bit? Let's let's sort of like build film by film um in this in this sort of international sports war series of films, of course, starting with Battle of the Sexes. Um, and sort of build out this cinematic universe together.
1: Okay uh, I mean I don't need it because I'm brilliant and I'm smart and I've already got it all planned out but I'm open to hearing other ideas.
0: You're a genius we all know but let me let me sort of pull down this uh, screen I have here. Um, please ignore the template of the Marvel Cinematic Universe off to the left. We're going to ignore that trust me I'm not using it for a basis here but let's sort of keep building out this cinematic universe. Okay. Now let's say if we immediately followed Battle of the sexes later this same year with an action film about a a character that gets really angry, hulks out, quote unquote, goes berserk. Um, okay. And uses his anger as sort of the, the fuel. And he's and he's always persecuted. And, and people are always, like, trying to track down this really angry guy. Um, and it can be about Johnny McEnroe. Oh, the I like the okay, bad so boy of tennis. Who,
1: who says we only need one cinematic universe? There can be two cinematic universes within the same... We're going to have the first cinematic galaxies. And one galaxy is going to be the Race Wars... And the other galaxy is going to be the Tennisverse. And both of those galaxies will take place in the Battle of the Sexes cinematic
0: universe. Cinematic dimension. Yes. Everybody's trying to build universes. Marvel, DC, um, universal movie monsters with their dark universe, quote unquote. Hasbro is working on a movie universe. Movie universes are so hot. We're going to sneak past all of them. What's bigger than
1: the universe... A dimension. A dimension, exactly. A cinematic I, reality. I was asking rhetorically. I knew what was bigger than a universe. and then- So we've got
0: Battle of the Sexes, which sets up a sort of core group of characters that we can keep coming back to. Bobby Riggs, Billie Jean King, and Andre then- Andre Agassi. Adding- Andre Agassi, and adding onto that, we have the Johnny McEnroe, incredible McEnroe film, where he gets really angry- and has to fight off uh, like the army is after him he's so good at tennis he's so angry and and but he's he's got to fight him off
1: and then after that we can do the sequel the we can do the hot seat where he's where he's hosting the game show we can make that into a movie and then the hot seat uh, the the abc uh, game show that he hosted uh very of shortly course. but we'll make it into a movie and then think about it tennis what we 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 love remakes Audiences love remakes, we'll go back and remake another movie into the tennis cinematic dimension, by Bye Bye Birdie. Because that's the thing that they hit it back and forth, yeah. It's when they play badminton, but badminton and tennis are the same thing.
0: Is there a way that we can uh, sneak in the film match game? Are you You're, you're talking about match point?
1: The Woody Allen? Is it match point? Yes. But 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 Sir
0: Did you transform into a boat? We all have different creative processes. But we are going to do
1: the hot seat standalone movie, and because this is a dimension and it contains many different cinematic universes from there we can spread out into the match game movie
0: um and then we can you know how american psycho had a sequel but it starred mila kunis we can do Mm. a sequel to the hot seat where we sort of change protagonists and we call it the hot chick
1: I'm glad I scheduled this meeting with you. Also... This is... I think we're really working on something. I'm very happy that we're starting our cinematic universe based on game shows with The Hot Seat. Not Jeopardy. Not Wheel of Fortune. Not Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. The first movie in our entry to the television game show cinematic universe part of the larger tennis dimension is is the hot seat.
0: The only thing that would make me happier is if we could somehow sneak in either the weakest link with the original host or the 2000s era um, Hollywood Squares hosted by Tom Bergeron.
1: I mean, these cinematic universes, they have a long tail. There's no end of them in sight. Uh, we're not building our industry on something with a, with a limited lifespan. These things are going to go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I have no doubt whatsoever that we're going to get to the
0: weakest link. Now, sir, let me Pitch you on some. Okay, I'm a cinematic expert. I've been watching movies, uh, basically religiously, for my entire life. And if we have the character of John McEnroe, do you realize what sort of munchiverse Tommy Westfall series of events we're unlocking here? Because oh, I don't he's gonna want be in every single one of them. I don't want to. No, no, no. I Johnny McEnroe, the the man mm-hmm. as himself, has appeared in so many different films and television shows that we can absorb and envelope them into our own universe for instance Johnny McEnroe appeared as himself in both Mr. Deeds and Anger Management
1: those those are part of our dimension now
0: we have wrapped the Sandler verse I mean You know, we got Mr. Deeds, Winona Ryder, Stranger Things, so hot right now, so crispy is Winona Ryder. We fold all of that in.
1: McEnroe was on, uh, he was in a digital short for SNL. SNL's part of the uh, tennis dimension, like the hottest running live sketch comedy show for over 45 years. It's in our dimension now.
0: We have just enveloped the I Just Had Sex video by The Lonely Island into the tennis dimension. And that was on Um, SNL,
1: so we got SNL, so then we also have all the SNL. Original movies, ladies, man's ours. He's gonna be showing up in Battle of the Sexes. We can put him in Race Wars. We're, we've got
0: superstar.
1: Its, we've superstar. We've got. Um, she can
0: be our our guardians of the galaxy. And again, ignore this Marvel template I have off to the side. But she is our superstar. And if she's having a war, we call it Superstar Wars. I'm
1: so 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 glad I canceled that meeting with Mark Hamill. This is great. This makes me so. This happy. is
0: better than anything you were gonna get from Mark Hamill. Of course, respect B to mark hamill a legend of uh screen and certainly a vocal um acting but
1: he's i mean he was just in like probably the biggest movie that the united states has ever seen a movie that like still is a cultural landmark uh jay and silent bob strike back
0: oh oh Mm. we had sort of different (gasps) sir yes could you call your secretary and 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 get mark hamill in the room, because Mark Hamill, as Mark Hamill, as Cockknocker, appeared in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, thus folding in the view universe on My top God. of the universe, on top, on top, and it builds and it builds, and there's no way this dense series of universes could possibly collapse in on itself. and, and,
1: and, 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 and. And and during Jane and Bob Strike Back, they were on the set of a Daredevil movie. The Marvel Cinematic Universe is ours, boys! Woo! And Scream, they were on
0: the set of Scream.
1: That's right, Scream's ours too. We got them all. Scream is ours. All the movies belong to us now, all of them.
0: Mister Movies, I don't, I don't think any two men were meant to wield such power. But it's all I want. It's all I want. Do you know?
1: Do you know the reason I was getting fruit by the foot out for cast members on match game back in the 70s? It was so I could have commandership of everything.
0: And we've got it, Kevin. We've got it. They're all You're, ours. Your all the your movies. life's work. Is, is, we can do this. No, we will outdo the Munchiverse. We will outdo the comics universe. We have them universes. All. We Maybe. have
1: Battle of the Network Stars. We have. It's
0: Pat. We've got them sir, all. Sir, do we have American Gladiators?
1: We have American Gladiators.
0: We cannot be stopped. We have the Puppy Bowl. By God. We have paid programming. We, we have all those QVC commercials? We've got them all.
1: And we the key to this is McEnroe.
0: It's all been McEnroe this whole time. By God. Sir, do you want to have intercourse on this desk? Consummate this deal?
1: I'm already hard.
0: And that's how that segment ends. Oh, wasn't that a great thing? Whatever it was, I record these months in advance. Okay, let's get through plugs as quickly as possible. Um, My guest today was Vern Tooley. You can find him on Twitter at varnyo, and you can check out our mutual web series, Doomed to You, on YouTube.com, and our mutual podcast, the Puffin Publishing Podcast, wherever podcasts are sold for free. Uh, thank you for subscribing and rating and reviewing this show. It is... It means so much to me to have you all come out and support this show week after week after week, this solo labor of love of mine. If I can ask one favor of you this week, just right now, wherever you are, head on over to iTunes, head on over to the Apple Podcast app, leave us that five-star review, that's how people find us, that's how the show grows, that is how we find a new audience, specifically the audience of actress Emma Stone. You can follow this show on Twitter, at CanWeGetThisPod, and you can write in to have your letters read on the show, Pod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, at TV's Kevin Lanigan, and you can check out the YouTube stream, Total Party Chaos, on the Kelly Herald YouTube channel every Wednesday evening, where I play a 12-year-old gender-neutral ranger who loves animals. I'm great. I will be back this time next week with another heaping helping of Can We Get Emma Stone to listen to this. But until then, we will end this show as we end every show. Got a squad? Gangster it. This has been a Talk Back podcast.
1: Hey everybody, this is your best friend Steven and this is your best friend Chris and we're the hosts of the podcast Is This Adulting? Every week we sit down to talk about life, debate pointless topics, and most
0: importantly, break the stigma on mental illness through opening up about our own struggles and how it affects us every day. Oh, and do you like games? we got those two.
1: what about guests from all your favorite podcasts
0: Ooh, like justin from generation y or nina from already gone or hal lublin from everything uh and of course you can't forget our special guest tom Bodet from those motel six commercials okay that last one might have been a dread yeah yeah just like them uh so join us each thursday as we attempt to navigate adulthood as overgrown
1: man children and remember kids be happy stay healthy and go hug someone because you never know
0: they might just be the host of your new favorite podcast. What's up, you Stone Zone bonus? You can now support this show on Patreon. Go over to patreon.com slash tvs, Kevin Lanigan, and you can sign up for a monthly donation to keep this show going, the Puff and Publishing podcast, that's where I live, Doom to You, I had a cameo in that, Total Party Chaos, which I have nothing to do with. Head on over to patreon.com slash tvs, Kevin Lanigan. Do it.